Welcome to Wrestling with God Show, the podcast where we grapple with big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with my friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Hey, Father top Len. Of the, top of the morning to you, Irish. Uh, top of the morning to you, Father Len. So today we have a question about losing faith, losing our faith, and it comes from one of our listeners. Uh, her name is Jennifer. And she writes, uh, I grew up a Catholic and even taught second grade religious education for a time. But as I grew older, I lost my faith. I still attend Mass every once in a while, but I haven't found the passion I once had. Especially in times like now, I wish I had the security I felt in my faith. Now, I haven't wavered in my belief of God, and my husband and I are planning on starting a family soon and I want to raise our children Catholic. But I feel without my faith and trust in God, that's just being dishonest. Now, this has kind of happened gradually, but it felt sudden. I remember having faith when I got confirmed, but by the time I graduated from high school, it was gone. My older sister got pregnant in high school and gave her daughter up for adoption. The next year, my parents sacrificed during the big housing recession of 2007 and 2008 so we could stay in our house and I could graduate high school in my hometown. Now, my parents ended up getting foreclosed on. All of these things made me closer to my family, for which I'm so grateful. Uh, But I just wish this hadn't pushed me away from God. It's not that I have doubts. I feel like the Catholic Church does a lot of good. I believe in God. It's just that wherever I was storing my personal faith and trust is gone. Do you have any tips for getting my faith back? So, Father Len, do you have some ideas for Jennifer and maybe others who have lost their faith? Yes. But let me start off with a compliment because... Actually, she was very articulate. I loved how articulate she was describing the difference between faith and belief. She doesn't have any doubts when it comes to belief. What she says is that she's running on an empty tank of gas of faith. And so I guess my response would be this. Remembering there's different analogies that you could use for faith. And St. Paul uses example that faith is like training, athletic training, you know, that you're getting ready. So St. Paul says, for this reason, I drive my body and I train. That's a great line. Faith is this muscle and you have to use it. You must train yourself. Um, It's basically his position is either you use it or lose it, right? It's like any muscle. You stop practicing it and it starts to atrophy. Or the Bible uses the example of faith is like a seed. Uh, The faith is a seed and it's a pure gift. It's all gift. But if you notice in the parable of the seed in the soil, where, you know, Jesus gives a parable about, you know, the masters throwing out um, seeds all over the place. The seed is the gift from God and the seed is powerful. But we're the ones who are supposed to prepare the soil. And the soil is actually our heart, right? And if the soil is thin, then yeah, the seed can sprout, you know, quickly and um, burst forward. But with a thin layer of uh, soil, 
When dry times come, it will quickly evaporate. Or the soil can have a lot of weeds in it, which means you know we may have to pull some addictions from us. Uh, but we're the ones who prepare the soil. So you have to till the soil. And tilling the soil really means prayer and reflection. So when it says about the Virgin Mary, when the angel, uh, sorry, with the Magi, that she turned all those things over in her heart, it's this image that her heart is this rich soil that she has constantly turned over. And so prayer and reflection is how we turn over the soil and get rich soil. So like, like a seed, the seed is powerful, but we have to do our work. So uh, two things, Father Lynn. Um, you complimented Jennifer on separating faith and belief. Um, can you help us understand the difference between the two so that we really so, so that we can get a handle on that? Because you're saying, you know, that she's lost her faith, but not her belief. So right. help us see the difference there. What is that exactly? OK, a number of years ago, I was shocked, shocked when I read this um, article. And typically when I come up against a fact that is new or shocking to me, I simply refuse to believe it. Um, hate to admit it, but that's me. And <laughs> the, the, the article was a survey of, not of priests, but actually just of Christian ministers. I didn't even say Christian, just ministers that um, are in this position of being a minister, but they've lost their faith. But they don't want to, they still want to be a minister because the paycheck's good. So it kind of shocked me that people would, you know, be a leader of a worship community and secretly admit in this survey that they have no faith. Now, they have theological concepts, but they have no faith. They've lost their faith. Um, so I could have a degree in theology, which I guess I do. I have a couple. So I could have a couple degrees in theology, but my faith has dried up. Not my knowledge. Like I know a, I could know a lot of Catholic theology and absolutely 100% believe in theology, but I have no faith. So you're saying that this belief really is the knowledge of God and, and you believe there is God, right. but then you don't have, um, you don't have, have the faith. faith. You I don't think... have this relationship. You okay. The soil has nothing growing in it. Now, or use this example, faith. I mean, there's so many examples, but going to use a couple more. Faith is like water, where St. Teresa of Avila uses this example that faith is uh, like water. And prayer is digging this ditch. And with every day, you take one shovel full of dirt. And pretty soon, you've uh, created this trench. And so when the wall breaks, the water naturally flows one way the way that you've trained it to by your daily actions. Now with her, it's your daily actions, your daily prayers, reflecting, it digs this trench. But if you spend each day just randomly digging holes, then the water will never flow anywhere. And so like, I really, I, this part I shouldn't take pride in, but I can't imagine starting a day without coffee. Like the day just, I love coffee. I'm the same way. Oh, but I, I wake up in the morning and 
I can't wait to get to my morning prayers. Um, I kind of get irritated if I don't have enough time to get through all my reflections and meditations. And I wake up wanting both not only a cup of coffee, but even more so wanting to pray. So St. Teresa's example that after a while, it just flows naturally. Faith is like prayer. But if you haven't been digging a ditch and takes, she admits this, years to really dig that ditch and always be working on it, then the water is not going to flow. Or faith is like a virtue. Now, technically, the word virtue just means a habit. So virtues are gifts that are really habits. They're good habits. But habits are built on daily practice. And I just actually listened to this incredible story about addiction, where I think it was a Korean War, the Vietnam War, where they had this problem with all these soldiers because of the extreme boredom. A lot of times, there's just a lot of waste of time and boredom. Borden, and you, I, when, I forget when it was, they weren't allowed to smoke, but heroin was readily available. So you had all these, <laughs> had all these addicts. And how do you get somebody off the addiction of heroin? And one thing they found was you change their daily habits. So they just don't go back to the same thing. And it had great success. And even they found like um, going to the movie movies, it preps you to eat popcorn at the movie. And they did this study. Do people eat popcorn at the movie because the popcorn is good or it's just habit? It turns out it's a habit. People eat uh, popcorn that tastes terrible. Like they made the popcorn taste terrible. They still eat it because it's this habit. What they found out about diets is that diets are really habits that give birth to better health. And so prayer and reflection are habits that give birth to faith. So, Father Len, do you have some specific kinds of prayers and meditation or habits that Jennifer might want to start that might help her develop this the, the, the habit? Okay, so I, I read this book. I thought it was a really... I don't like self-help books, but... Um, there's one guy who I just think is amazing, uh, Ken Burns. And years ago, he wrote this self-help book that for anybody who's in counseling, it's really a good one. Uh, it's called Feeling Better. And he had great success with depression. So I don't really have a problem with depression, but I deal with people and I want good advice. He has really great advice. So years later, he wants, he kind of gets into marriage counseling, not his specialty, so he wants to know which psych- psychological school is best for marriage counseling. And he did this study, and basically I'm lower, uh, abbreviating it. You know what works best? People who do something, just do something. It, whether it's cognitive or this or that or this, what they found out is that really it doesn't matter what school of psychology it is. If a couple are willing to work on it, they'll get a better marriage. So you could say, well, what, what exactly prayer should I use or method? I could make suggestions, but like a good marriage and faith in the Bible, religion is a marriage and any marriage, uh, you have to work on it without effort, little by little by little, 
you fall out of love with somebody until it's too late. Little by little, something else begins to master your heart until really it's kind of too late. So what you really need is a couple that I will work on whatever. Um, and it kind of amazed me because it's kind of funny in one sense. This has happened dozens of times where um, I'll get a knock on my door late at night. Like it is the middle of the night when nothing is awake. It's like 930. And there's a that's the middle the of the night to you, right? Father, like 930. <laughs> I, when I become dictator of the world, everybody will be in bed by 830. All right, I didn't mean to, to distract you. Go ahead. So you get the knock on the door. And it's always the same shtick where not if I come to the door and it's a single man at the door, I already know it's what's going to happen. And it's, they're coming. I don't know who they are. I never know who they are. They're coming because they just found out that their wife has decided to file for divorce and their wife is Catholic and they want me to talk to their wife. So I'll do this little thing of, Really? And I said, have, have, um, has your wife ever asked you to go to counseling? Has she ever complained that we need to work on our relationship? And they'll always say, oh, yeah, yeah, she's mentioned it several times. And I said, did you ever do anything? No, no, but now I'm willing to do it. <laughs> and I'll say, well, you know, let me tell you something about women. This is my, what I found about women. They'll beg and ask and beg and ask, but once they've decided to get divorced, they don't tell you they've decided to get divorced. They've called the lawyer and <laughs> they've done a lot of background work. Um, and we said, now you're coming to me late at night asking me to do the work that but, you should have done all along. Yep. So religion is like marriage. You know, it takes work to fall in love and stay in love. So you can say, well, what? What exactly, what practice? Well, I have my favorite practices, and I would easily offer her that. Uh, but really, it's almost like just take up prayer and reflection. Um, like, I love the hours. I love certain prayers I, is my way. She might have to discover, well, what is my prayer life? What works for me? But the second thing is reflection. And St. Ignatius discovered this 500 years ago. St. Ignatius wanted to figure out like what works with people, what doesn't. And he was really almost like scientific on trying to figure out what works with people and what doesn't to create faith. And he came up with what he called the examine. And there's five simple steps. But it's basically this daily reflection of where was Christ in your day? That's basically what it is. And you double down, replay the whole thing in your head, thanking God or where you could improve. But it's this daily reflection of where was God in your day? And St. Ignatius, it kind of cracks me up because um, he said to his priest, he said, you know, please, you know, uh, I know there's going to be times that you don't want to pray. If you don't do your bravery, if you don't pray at all, please, every day, do the examine. Well, he did this whole study, psychological positive psychology study, on gratitude, giving thanks. It's basically the examine. And they, they repeated it several times and it always turns out the same. People that practice gratitude daily, searching their lives, reflecting, after one year or after even a couple months, they always test out to be happier. So that when I say reflection, I mean something like the examine, where you find God in your daily life. 
Okay, so Father Len, tell us a little more about the examine. So, uh, well, I'll tell you how I do it. Um, and I do it kind of based also on uh, Dorothy Day's use of examine, where I start with prayer, asking for the light of the Holy Spirit. So, but start with prayer. And then I move into um, name three things that I'm grateful for that happened that day. And I replay it completely in my head. And I say one glory be for each one to thank God for the three. Now, to be honest, oftentimes I get away and I get a lot more than three, but I want to replay it in my head and then thank God with a glory be. And then I think of two things I should have done better. I could have done better, um, loved better. Uh, and I say two uh, acts of contrition, well, an act of contrition for each one. Then um, third question would be, where was God in my day? Where was the fingerprint of God in my day? And that's one of my favorite because God always does come through in some way with a little bit of reflection. And then you laugh. Give Jennifer a little example of what, just a simple one of of what you mean by that, God in your day. Oh, okay. So, um, well, yesterday... I had this graveside, well, an ornament. And the mother had died when the kids were younger from ALS. Um, And then the father died 10 years later. So there's these three boys. Now they're adults, but, you know, the youngest one just graduated from high school. And um, so they're quite young. The oldest is going to work so that the other two can go to school. They're going to try and keep it all together um, and support each other and make it through. So they're very young without any parents. um, And the oldest son was just a great guy. He gave this little impromptu speech when we put his father's ashes in the columbarium, how his dad was his superhero. His dad was so loyal and so loving and I mean, I, I don't like to cry at funerals because I think it creates a distraction, but even I was crying at that moment. And I thought, my God, sorry, that is such an example of God, of the older brother really sacrificing everything so that the other two will be able to get an education, that wow. he's going to keep his family together. Um, I mean, he was talking about the loyalty that his father always showed, but the oldest son is offering that to the other ones. To his siblings. One just graduated from high school. And, you know, he's only a few years older, but he's going to help his brothers make it through. And, uh, I mean, he do- wasn't even aware of it. It's just what they've all agreed to kind of do. But to me, that was just a profound God moment that, wow. For that sure. Kid was, he, you know, no mother, no parents, but. They're going to make it on their own. God bless them. That's awesome. So is there another couple of steps in this? Oh, uh... The last step, so the last fifth step is hope. That tomorrow will be, you know, you will enter tomorrow with hope. That I will enter tomorrow with hope. And I like that one too. That I want to end every day. That the next day, not complaining of what a terrible day it is. Like I, I look forward that tomorrow I'll find God again. Tomorrow, you know. I end the day with hope. So, Perfect. Prayer for that, hope. That's awesome. I mean, that 
that might be really helpful to Jennifer and, and all of our other listeners. That's, that's really good, Father Lynn. There's something else Jennifer said that was really interesting about, you know, these troubles came and, you know, she wishes she had her faith back. She can easily gain it. All she has to do is start that muscle again. And even like troubles, troubles in life does not make faith evaporate. Quite the opposite. It can make it deeper. And Deacon Ralph's mother, she was from Montana. She was a rancher woman. And she was in her 90s, her 90s. And after daily mass once, uh, she was kind of a funny woman. She says to me, and I just love this line. She says, Father, do you know what life is? <laughs> so, took the bait. And I said, sure. What's life? And she says, life is one damn thing after another. And then she just laughs. Um, <laughs> That's beautiful. If, if you think about life is just dealing with one damn problem after another. Life is a matter of negotiating problems. But here's the thing. Um, like, you can even find Christ in the problems of life. Um, look at uh, slaves during the time of slavery. You know, their faith is what held them up. Slavery, hardship, it didn't make the faith evaporate. It actually made it gain deep roots. And in the Bible, um, use this example of uh, that human beings are trees. In our roots, we need to push down deep till we hit the river of life. If our roots are just on the surface, depending upon the rain and you know, how the vagaries of whether things are good time or bad time, then our faith will dry up, will dry up. Um, but sometimes deep troubles make us push our roots down. So even like C.S. Lewis said, you know, God whispers to us in our good times, but shouts to us in our pain. Like I've never met anyone, this is my joke, I've never met anybody who says, wow, I spent two weeks in Maui and I found God. <laughs> um, all for Maui. But... Life is improved when you find God daily, especially in the troubles. The same way those troubles, Jennifer mentioned, made her family come together with prayer, all those troubles wouldn't have evaporated your faith. It would have given it far more deeper value. And the problem is people, um, I know I keep talking, sorry. The problem is I think people wait until there's problems and then say they're going to take up prayer. So like I, another, I, I've been called to the hospital so many times and I'll go to the hospital and they'll say, well, we need you to pray, even though they haven't prayed or practiced anything. And so they're staring at me and they want me to do everything. Like, and I, it's amazing. They'll call and they'll say there's a Catholic family and they want an anointing. So I'll come in and I'll literally be wearing my collar and say, I'm Father Len McMillan and they don't know who I am. Not that they have to, but they don't even know I'm a priest. The collar kind of gives it away. Like, how, <laughs> how Catholic are they? And I, I actually have had a couple times when I said, well, I got a call that you wanted the anointing of the sick. And they'll say, what's that? Well, I really got to kind of think, I don't know how Catholic they are. They want some religious person to come in and do a shtick. You know, I always joke that it's kind of like trying to start the car in fifth gear. <laughs> where, you know, like if you would have prayed daily and reflected daily, you would have gained this momentum in life that pushed you through the hard times. But you can't come in when there is hard times and say, 
All right, now we want the guy in the collar to do a song and dance and make us feel better. Well, that's not really faith. That's my faith. Yep. Um, so Jennifer, she's really wise in the fact that she said, wow, these troubles, they made her come together closer as a family. Interesting. Couldn't also have done the opposite way. So, well, you know, what I liked right. about what she said is, uh, and, and it goes to um, your St. Ignatius thing, and that's the gratitude. She says she is so grateful for those, you know, those hard times that brought the family together. And maybe the whole thing for her is to just practice some gratitude each day, things that she's grateful for. You know, it's interesting in my life, the thing that has really that ignited my faith, because I'd kind of fallen away for a number of years after our kids grew up and stuff. I started, and I won't go into the whole story, but I started reading the daily Catholic Bible readings and a little reflection pamphlet that kind of reflected on the readings and made you kind of think about them. And uh, it's something that I still do each day and I look forward to, and it causes me to kind of drift into a meditation and, and gratitude and all kinds of things. It's a great example of what you're talking about, this habit and, and what happens when you get into it. It's very powerful. Um, you know, the other thing I really liked what she had to say, now, she thought it was a negative, I thought it was a positive, is where she said, well, I want to take it up again, I'm thinking about starting a family, but I feel like a phony. You know, no, she, she's too honest. I mean, that's a real honesty there. She's incredible honesty. honesty. Yeah. She's too honest to be a phony. Yeah, she doesn't have faith, but she wants it. And she wants to have it for her children. So actually, the fact that she is so honest, that's a great plus in her side. Yep. You know, she's not a hypocrite. She's just like everybody. Hypocrite is somebody who uses religion to, uh, as a cover to do misdeeds. She's just saying, I, I don't have much faith. No, that's honesty. Well, Father Lynn, I, I think that you've given Jennifer and others uh, a lot of good stuff to think about here to kind of build their faith and build a habit for their faith. So if you're listening and you have any questions for us about faith, religion, and life, uh, something like Jennifer uh, that you'd like us to grapple with, just head over to our website. That's www.gshow.com www.gshow.com. Click on the questions button. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail, send us an email or a text. And if you haven't already, also, if you'd please go to Apple Podcast and subscribe, rate, and review the Wrestling with God show. It really helps people discover us. And I hope you'll join us next time as we continue this journey, climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth and meaning and purpose in our lives. Thanks for listening.